Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. What I want to share today is um, it's called Train Your Spirit. Eliza did a great job in talking about training your body and getting yourself ready as she's preparing for an incredible 26-mile run which is not a small feat. Um, just think about 26 miles and just not stopping. So it's a long way to run. Um, but the Lord in the last month spoke something to me in my quiet time. And, and he said something that I've never heard before, but when he said it, I knew exactly what he was saying. And this is what he said. He said, I want you to train your spirit to trust me. I want you to train your spirit to trust me. And, and as I began to meditate on it, as I began to pray into it, um, I realized what he was saying. Because in, in life, we all can experience a lot of challenging situations from our childhood to our adulthood. And through life's experiences, our spirit man can, can learn certain things. And, and we know when sometimes when we're, we don't feel safe, and you can actually feel your spirit man just shut down, like go into a cave. Because you're guarding yourself. You're protecting yourself. You're watching over yourself. So in that, your spirit man is kind of like in self-preservation mode. Has anybody ever felt like sometimes you're in a situation where, I'm not sure I feel real safe right now. And you just feel it just go, whoom, shut down. Well, your spirit can be trained and educated just like your mind can. Your spirit man can be equipped and trained to operate in a new way. Paul said in Ephesians 4, verse 20 through 24, he said, But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you've heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Romans 8.14 says this, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Our old self, before we are born again, our spirit learned many things that are really not of God. Our spirit learned what it, what it meant to be in, in the bondage of fear because we were in the bondage of fear before we knew the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Scripture says that we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. So there was a transaction that took place 
But before you knew the Lord, your spirit man was in bondage until it came alive and was recreated in Christ Jesus. And I've even noticed, even over the years, that, um, that those that have, have gone through broken and divorced families can struggle with trust issues. You can struggle with trusting one another. You can struggle with opening up your heart and being able to trust one another in a deep, significant relationship. You know, after the experience of, of a, someone might have been young who's seen mom and dad split up, your spirit has learned to be cautious. It's learned to be guarded when it comes to relationships. And when we become born again, we read the scriptures like where it says, Psalm 28, 7, it says, And the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. And you read that, and you're a grown-up, and you think, well, well, God, you weren't there when I needed you. You weren't there when I maybe put my trust in you, and all of a sudden, mom and dad split up. They didn't stay together. And your heart is, is feeling a different thing on the inside. But for someone that has walked through seeing, say, your parents get a divorce, they say, well, that scripture is great, but why didn't it help mom and dad stay together? Trust in the Lord and he'll help you. And then one reads the scripture in Romans um, 8.28, that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And you think, how is God working everything together for good in this situation? With mom and dad divorced, I'm not seeing any good coming out of this situation. I'm not seeing anything that is uh, giving me hope or giving me encouragement. There's a great saying that I heard um, recently, and that is this. Not everything is good, but God works for the good in everything. And I thought, that is right. Not everything is good that goes on in life. But God is working for the good in every situation. His sovereignty and his rule and reign, his promises, even though we go through hard and painful situations, God is sovereign and how he's able, he's able to take our detours in life and, and, and kind of weave it into his roadmap for our life. You know, our cul-de-sacs are really his highway. Where we see things at a dead end, God says, hmm, they're getting ready to open right up. And things are going to get better. So God is able to take our situations and turn them around for good. It was, it was not God's desire, obviously, that mom and dad break up. But he's not going to go against the, the free will of man. He's not going to come in and say, all right, you guys, clean it up. Stay together. He's not going to go against man's free will. So even though it was something that broke his heart, he still allowed them to step out and do what was in their heart and to choose to be divorced.
to separate from one another. So your spirit learns from, from an experience through that. Sometimes we read that, that God can't be trusted. We read a scripture and we say, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart? Everything within you? That means you're wide open. You're not guarded. You're having to trust Him when it's really tough and challenging. You go through a traumatic experience as a child and your spirit learns to shut down and retreat and go back in the cave. It learns to go back in this pattern of self-preservation. But the Lord is wanting to waken up a slumbering spirit, a spirit that has been broken or hurt, and he's saying, I want to renew you in the spirit of your mind. I want to train you and educate you in the ways of my word so that you might stand on the solid rock and not be shifted around when circumstances are not going right and they're very painful. I want you to know that there's a new way to live your life. And it's under the shadow of my wings. As he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my strength, my God in whom I trust. I trust Him because I'm under Him, and He is my everything. So as you become born again with, with a new self, God wants your spirit to enter into freedom, the freedom that was paid for you. Jesus says, to whom the Son is set free is free indeed. There's freedom that He's paid for our spirit man to live and to, and to move and to have our being in Him. So when He set us free, He wants our spirit to come alive in His presence. He wants our spirit to feel safe. He wants our spirit to feel nurtured. He wants, he wants you to believe that His power and His presence is able to protect your spirit. And you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to retreat. You don't have to be always looking out, wondering, well, what's going to happen? When's the next shoe going to be dropped? Or when's the rug going to be pulled out from under me? He's wanting you to learn that He's a loving Father. And He watches over His children. And you have been translated into the kingdom of God. You've been made sons heirs of God, and he's going to take care of his children. He watches over his seed. So in that, he wants to strengthen your spirit to once again come open and, and to trust him like a child. Well, your spirit man is alive. It's like a little child. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I just love it. I mean, I'm here worshiping and and little Laura comes up to me, you know, and she's like, Poppy. She says her hands are wide open, and she just wants me to hold her. She wants me just to, to, to hold her close because she trusts me. She knows that, that she can trust her little heart with me. 
I mean, how can you turn down that? And that's how when we come to the Lord with a childlike faith, your Father is moved with compassion for you to watch over you and to minister to you and to protect you. So the renewing of the spirit of your mind takes discipline and time. And it's so important. Why this is so important that you train and discipline your spirit man to trust him is because you all have a race to run. You all have a race to run on this earth that's set before you. God has ordained your steps, and you're to step in the ways of God and run the race set before you that you might finish the race. He's not calling you into the, into the race to all of a sudden stop about halfway down there because you're like, oh, I'm just too tired. He's like, no, you're going to keep going. This is boot camp, and I'm going to see you to the end. Paul says, I fought the good fight. I've run the race that was set before me, and I finished. And his faith carried him all the way. He said, I've never, um, I've never forsaken of you, and I've walked in faith all the days of my life. So in that, I mean, I was so blessed by uh, Pastor Eliza's message last week. Weren't you all? That was so good. I, she was getting up in the morning, and she was getting ready to leave. And I said, well, well honey, are you going to go on for a jog in the neighborhood? She said, no. I'm preaching the word in my, in my running clothes. I said, okay, go for it. I said, that's good. So, so as many of you know, you know, she is diligently training her body to run a marathon race. You know, and each week she is disciplining, disciplining her body that her endurance and strength increases, that she might finish running 26 miles. And I, I, I watch her, and I'm amazed. She's like the little ever-ready, you know, the ever-ready bunny, you know. She just keeps going and going. You know, I, I'll go out there, and I'll go to the Biltmore where she goes and runs, and, you know, and I say, well, you go off and run. I'll walk. And, I, I mean, I, I if I even wanted to run, I can't keep up with her. I mean, she runs just like the wind. But the other day we went to get some running shoes and some new shoes for her. And, uh, and the lady said, so she was t Eliza was telling her, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm preparing to run for a 26-mile race. And she said, she looked at me, she said, so are you running with her? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not running with her. I said, I laughed. I said, well, let me just tell you what I am doing, though. I'm her water boy. I'm on snack patrol, and I'm training to be the best cheerleader in the world. So I'm training. I'm training. Not in physical, but I'm, I'm there in spirit, you know. But your spirit, I want you to hear this. Your spirit can be built up in strength just as your body can be built up. Your spirit needs to be strengthened to run the race set before you. And in that, as Paul said in Ephesians 3, 16, he said this. Ephesians 3, 16 through 17. That God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. In your spirit, man. 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. It is so important that your spirit man be strengthened in power by the power of the Holy Spirit that faith might be resident in your heart. Strength from God gives you the power to believe in His Word that when all is going against you and there's challenges, there's difficulties, your faith will stand. Your faith will walk, and you're not going to believe what you see with your eyes. You're going to walk not by sight, but by faith. So he says, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. You know, you got to understand, there's the indwelling Christ within you. You are, you are dwelling and living as he lives in you, you are in him. you got to have faith to walk with Christ dwelling within you because you know what, it, what that means? That means 24-7 you got to be walking in love because he is love and he dwells within you. 24-7, that means you got to be walking in the peace and the presence of God because Jesus is in you and he is the Prince of Peace. It means that you got to be walking in the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, because He is full of joy, and He is in you. you got to have faith to walk in love, peace, and joy all the time. That's the essence of who Jesus is, and He's right in here. He's dwelling within you, so you need to walk faith, in faith, to walk out, to be, as it says then, being rooted and grounded in love, that you might be an agent of love wherever you go. So it takes time to train your spirit, just like it's taken Eliza time to build herself up for running 26 miles. But it is well worth the effort. I'm watching her every single week. I said, so what was your time? 11 minutes and 29 seconds. After 12 miles, a mile. Last week it was 11 minutes and 52 seconds. She's getting better and better and better every single, but she's training her body. Your spirit man gets stronger and stronger and stronger as you train and equip your spirit man to come alive. Your spirit, your spirit is the house where the Holy Spirit dwells. The Holy Spirit came and invaded your spirit man. And that is where he dwells. And God communicates through the Holy Spirit to your spirit. That's how communication goes. Holy Spirit speaks to your spirit. He doesn't come to you and want to reason with you with your mind. He doesn't come with reasoning faculties trying to mess with our he comes and speaks within your spirit and that is how he is there to train you he trains your spirit by the word of god you are equipped and trained to know what to do instantly as you begin to obey the voice of the holy spirit as he speaks to you through his word he speaks to you from your spirit man. So in that, we remember that God said in his word in Proverbs 20, verse 27, it says this. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. 
The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. So this is like the lighthouse. And the spirit of God comes within your spirit, and it's a guide for you. It is to show you the way. It is to instruct you in the way that you should go. So this means that God is going to use your own spirit to guide you because the spirit of, the, of, of man is the candle of the Lord. So he's lighting the way within you and showing you the way. So I want to look at four ways to train and educate your spirit. So I want you to write these down. The first way to train and educate your spirit is to meditate upon the Word. Meditation in the Word, practicing the Word, giving the Word first place in your life will build up your spirit man to trust Him once again. And we all know the importance of reading the Word, but we must also realize the importance of just quiet meditation in the Word as you chew upon it, as you reflect upon it, as you allow the... See, because when you're reading the Word, Jesus says, my words to you are spirit and are life. So when you're reading the Word of God, actually the Spirit of God is breathing through the words. His Spirit and life is coming into your body. And Joshua was instructed by the Lord in Joshua 1.8, he said, The book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. I mean, it's amazing to think that the way to become successful and prosperous in the kingdom of God, he is just saying, if you'll meditate upon my word, I will prosper you. I mean, that's an incredible promise. That as we just meditate upon his word, allow it to saturate and go deep into our spirit, that it will cause us to be successful in all our ways. So God told Joshua that if he did meditate upon the word, that all of his ways, what he was being called to do, going in and taking the land from all of, um, from all of the, the Gentiles, basically, um, he says, as you meditate upon my word, you're going to go back and you're going to take the promised land. So in that, the one instruction that God gave to him was just meditate. And so in this, when you're meditating upon the word, you're developing your spirit man. You're developing your spirit, spirit man to be, to be trained to listen to the voice of God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And, and as you meditate on the word, it helps you to come into the truth. And it will help you to know that your life is not being determined or or being driven just by your feelings. Our lives are, it's just not a feeling every day. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, you know what? There's a lot of days we don't feel like things, but we're not, we're not allowing our lives to be governed and driven by our feelings. But it's by the truth of God's word, and that's what brings us alive in coming into the fullness. 
You know, when the Lord spoke to me about, I'm wanting to, I want you to train your spirit to trust me. I mean, I knew exactly what he was saying. Because through my experiences in my childhood, I, there were moments I did not feel safe. There were moments I didn't feel like, you know, I could trust. And I learned to take control of my own life. I learned to take control by shutting down. I learned to take control by being guarded. And he's saying, I, that's not how I want you to operate. Because when you shut down your spirit, your spirit man's not growing. It's going in the opposite direction. So in that, I mean, I could, I could be in a crowd of people, and I could be in a situation, you know, maybe not, I don't feel real good about it. And I could smile on the outside, but on the inside, shut down, guarded. You're not even going to get near there. You know, you won't get near my inner man. But Jesus says, that's not the way I want you to walk. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, those that are led by the Spirit are the true sons of God. One who is a believer of Jesus Christ is to open up their spirit man and trust him that the Holy Spirit might flow through you you might be a vessel for God's glory to go wherever you go. So when I read the scripture in Proverbs 3 where it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your, your, your steps straight. I mean, I, I realize, you know, it's nice to read that. That's a really nice scripture, isn't it? Isn't that a wonderful scripture? In practicality, though, is that really being applied in your life? Are you able to trust the Lord with all of your heart, as Rocky said, when you just don't know if you can pay your bills? Are you trusting the Lord when you're in a situation where you're feeling just betrayed or you're feeling like, you know, you're being whatever? Uh, how are you cultivating and managing that moment? So what I've done, as the Lord says, I want you to train your spirit to trust me. What I've done is all of a sudden, now I have 25 scripture verses in my phone. And I, and I meditate upon them every day now. Trust in the Lord at all times. And I, I'm, I'm meditating over all these scriptures and I'm blessing my spirit with God's word. I'm saying, spirit man, I bless you with knowing that you can trust the Lord at all times. I bless you with knowing that He is your saving defense. I, I bless you, spirit man, with knowing that God will never leave you nor forsake you. You will never be left alone. And so in that my spirit, man, is hearing God's word, and I'm, I'm training it, and I'm equipping it, and I'm meditating on it, and my spirit, man, is being strengthened, and it's coming alive. It's able to stand up to attention. It's able to come forward. It's able to face things, not cowardly, but 
with a heart full of faith. So the second thing that we do in training our spirit, educating our spirit, is to practice the Word. Practicing the Word means being a doer of the Word, not just a hearer. James 1.22 says this, But prove yourselves doers of the Word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. So you begin to practice being a doer of the Word under all circumstances. You do what the Word tells you to do. And, for instance, we must practice the Word that says, do not fret. I shared this last couple weeks ago on on not worrying and fretting in situations. I want to read this from Philippians 4, 6-7. And this is in the... um, Amplified Classic Version. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, honestly, I think we usually only practice only part of this verse. For example, we don't mind practicing the part that says pray. Bring your petitions, bring your request, bring it all to me. Ask and you shall receive. We don't mind practicing that part. And and, and we don't mind practicing the part that says, and the peace of God will be a guard, a garrison around me, and I'll be tranquil, and I'll be peaceful, and it's just going to be wonderful. We love those, that part of the Scripture. But in practicing the full part of the Word, we got to practice everything in terms of that Scripture. So in that, God first says, do not fret. So if you're going to fret and worry about not having enough money or if I'm going to get a job or if I'm fretting and worrying about getting COVID or if I'm worrying that whatever, there's a multitude. If I'm fretting, what we see here is that a worried prayer, an anxious prayer is not going to mount up to anything. You're only practicing part of the scripture. We can pray about everything, but if it's an anxious prayer, it's going to mount up to nothing. So we got we to obey the full counsel of what the word is saying and begin to walk it out. So when he said, don't fret, it means stop fretting. Stop it. Stop fretting on it. Don't let it keep whirling around in your mind. Don't get anxious over it. Put an end to it. So you become so fretful over something 
that you don't even eat or sleep. And, but what we are to do is to practice the word, and in that, the full word, and it helps us to overcome the anxiety, overcome the fear. So in that, you know, many people, we, we love what the, what the verse says in, in verse 7, the promises of God, that it will guard and protect your whole uh, life with this tranquil state, tranquility. But in order to get verse 7 promises, the peace of God, you've got to practice verse 6, and that is do not fret and do not be anxious. Thirdly, give the word first place in your life. Proverbs 4.20 says this, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. We must always put the word of God first in every situation that you enter into. Every situation that you go to. I, I, I Listen, I believe in going to doctors. I believe in physicians. I believe God uses doctors to administer healing. But before we go to the doctor, we must first go to the great physician himself in the Word and ask for healing. We must stand on the Word and believe that by His stripes we are healed. We must believe for a divine impartation of the word that our bodies be healed and restored. Now, out of that, if you don't have the full manifestation and it's, it's wisdom in going and see a doctor, go see a doctor. If the doctor says you need, you need surgery, have surgery. God can use the hands of any doctor to be his hands to administer healing to your body. So whether, whether the Lord heals you spiritually or heals you physically it's still his healing it's his and that's what he's doing so the lord can heal you by the laying on of hands or the lord can heal you by the hands of a doctor he can do it both ways but what we do is we go to the word first we don't go to the doctor and then say what would somebody come pray for me now we got to go to him first and lastly, number four, instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Your human spirit has a voice. We call that voice the conscience or conscience. Sometimes people call it intuition. Sometimes people call it the inner voice. Paul said that he always obeyed his conscience. Acts 23.1, Paul said, looking intently at the council, he said, brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. He obeyed his conscience, his spirit man. The new birth is a rebirth of your human spirit. It is, it is recreated, and it has the privilege of meditating upon the Word of God, and your spirit gets then the correct information that it needs to know, and it becomes then, your, your, your spirit becomes an accurate guide into life. Because remember, that your spirit man is, is, a, is the candle of the Lord, and it's going to lead you and guide you. 
So your spirit has the life and the nature of God Almighty dwelling inside of it. And in that, for the Holy Spirit dwells within you. He's dwelling within you. The Holy Spirit flows through your spirit, man, and he guides you into all truth in knowing what is right and wrong. The devil cannot guide you in your spirit because he's not in you. He's on the outside. He might be the God of this age, but he's not in you because that is where God is. That is where the spirit of God is dwelling within your spirit, man. So in that, your spirit gets information from God through the Holy Spirit as you meditate upon his word and you learn to obey the spirit. So in that, God is training you in the word. Your recreated spirit man is coming alive in his presence and is discovering who it is. It's beginning to realize the truth and understanding the voice of God, and in that it builds up your most holy faith. Your faith is strengthened and, and it comes alive. But we must learn to obey the voice of God within your spirit man. And as you train to develop your spirit by feeding on God's word, you will come into a place that you'll know in your spirit what is right and what is wrong. You'll know when he says yes and when he says no. You'll know when he says stop, I want you to go. You know in your spirit because he's speaking to you through, your word, through his word. And then you will know how to deal wisely with all of the affairs of life. Because you're being trained and equipped by the word of God. Your spirit man is being strengthened and built up that you might run the race set before you and you will not faint and grow weary because your spirit man has come alive in the presence of God. I feel like that there, as I was meditating upon this word, that there's a struggle at times for people because people's spirits have grown slumber. They've, they've kind of fallen asleep. They've kind of like, you know, when you, when, you, when you put the walls up around your spirit, your spirit man can kind of fall asleep. It needs to be wakened up. It needs to come alive in his presence. It needs to know who you are. And so in that, as we've gone through life situations, having our spirit man trained in the word of God is so important. Because I believe there's great things ahead for all of us in the church. There's great things he has in store for us. There's mighty things he wants us to accomplish in seeing the advancement of his kingdom. But it's going to come through those people that have learned to meditate and rest on his word. And grow in his word. And allow it to permeate your inner man and come alive. I'm so excited because I... As I have been on this quest and journey of growing in the Word of the Lord, I am learning that my spirit man, I, I feel like I'm Samson on the inside. You know, I feel like there, there's, a, there's a new man inside of me that's growing that's got big muscles. He's big. He's strong. But, but the reality is, is that it's exciting because I will not shrink back 
in difficult times anymore. I will not shrink back in fear and wondering, is my God really going to take care of me? I can trust Him with all of my heart. It's like when the Israelites were up against the Red Sea, and you got the Israelite ar- you got the um, Egyptian army coming behind them, and they're all fearful at that moment. And God spoke through Moses, and He said to the He said, "Say to the people, do not fear. You got this Egyptian army right behind you. Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation." of the Lord. For the enemies that you see today, you will see no longer. And in that, they were able to stand on God's word and be strengthened at that moment. God opens up the Red Sea. They walk through on dry land. Egyptian army goes after them. God says, all right, enough's enough. Shuts shuts the water. The Israelites go up on dry land, and the Egyptians are drowned in the sea. And it says in the scripture, that the Israelites stood on the seashore and they saw all the dead Egyptian army on the seashore. God won the victory. But he was training them to believe and stand on his word and he was going to bring about a mighty victory for them. Amen? Amen. All right, let's stand. Yeah. Yes. I do actually. Yep. Amen. She just she said it so well. My version has it said a little differently. We all have different versions. Nahum 1.7. See, I have all these scriptures in my Bible and my phone now of trust that I'm learning. It says, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Trust him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. So let's all stand. Father, we thank you and we praise you that you're a trustworthy God. And that, Lord, we can trust you with all of our hearts. And, Lord, we thank you that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise up a standard. And, God, we thank you that your standard is our safe place. Your standard is what rises up to defend us. And God, we thank you that we can trust you in all times with all of our hearts in every situation. And Lord, I'm asking this day that you would strengthen this church by your spirit in their inner man with power. Power from the Holy Spirit. So that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. And that they be rooted and grounded in love. 
and that they would come to know with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of the love of Christ, that they might be filled up with all the fullness of God, and that they might come to know the exceedingly great power that goes beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that dwells within us. So Lord, I'm asking right now that you would build up this church in our spirits that Lord, we might be able to run upon a troop, that we might be able to run up the mountain, that we might be able to ascend the hill of the Lord. And I thank you, God, that we will be trained by your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit. And we will know who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High. And Lord, I thank you that you are a saving defense for your anointed ones, that you are always here to protect us and to watch over us. So Father, I bless you and thank you for this wonderful church. Lord, I pray you would bless them and keep them. And that, Lord, you would be gracious to them. And that, Father, you would give them your peace. I'm asking for the shalom peace of Almighty God to rest upon them. And, God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.